Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, August 6, 2022, and this is day 1600 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, glorify you, and praise you above all others. There is no one like you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for showing us your love unconditional love no matter what we do no matter how much we embrace you or how much we care for you you still love us and i thank you so much father i thank you lord for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need i ask father that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me in jesus name Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I overslept today. I am so sorry. I I could not. That is the one thing I always say. I'm not going to push that stop button because typically I get up before the alarm goes off. Not this morning. It was one of those days. So anyway, we're, we're starting a little later today. But God is good, right? <laughs> His mercy and grace endureth forever. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, today's message is use your authority. Use <clears throat> your authority. We're coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. We have been blessed with authority that, that God has given us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And many times we're just sitting on it and just wondering, when is this going to change or why is this happening? But we have the authority to do something about it through, the, again, the power of the Holy Spirit who leads and directs our path. So we must trust in him uh, as we trust in God as well to uh, work through us in the way uh, that God has planned. So again, we're coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. And this is Paul speaking, and he says, By the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am timid when, faced, when face-to-face with you, but bold toward you when away. I beg you that I, when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think <clears throat> that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So he's saying, we don't fight as the world fights. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, we need to 
we he's using military ter uh, terms, but this is spiritual warfare. And so we are able to use the authority through the power of the Holy Spirit to demolish arguments and pretend, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And then we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So anything that goes against God, any thoughts like that, we have control over them. We take them captive. And, you know, you might think something evil about another person. And you will be able to catch yourself before that comes up out of your mouth. Just the very thoughts. We need to begin to have power over those. He says, you are judging by appearance. If anyone is confident that they belong to Christ, they should consider again what that we belong to Christ just as much as they do. So even if I boast somewhat freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I will not be ashamed of it. I do not want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my letters. For some say his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive and his speaking amounts to nothing. So back then, uh, there were great, um, they took a lot of pride in their oratory speaking, that they were very good uh, speakers. And uh, he may not have, Paul may not have been uh, one of the greatest speakers. Let me share out of my commentary. It says, some said that Paul's speaking amounted to nothing. Greece was known for its eloquent and persuasive orators. Eventually, some were judging Paul by comparing him to other speakers they had heard. And Paul was perhaps not the most powerful preacher, although he was an excellent debater. So we can't compare ourselves to others, and others should not compare us to others, but they do. But we need to not fall prey to that. We have power as well to not fall into the trap of the enemy to beat ourselves down or to think less of who God has called us to be. So that is another trap that we can fall into. So they were speaking about his ability to speak. And it says, such people should realize that what we are in our letters when we are absent we will be in our actions when we are present. So that is how he communicated with them as he traveled. He actually started uh, the Corinthian church. So he had the authority uh, to deal with them, correct them to when he would go back to visit to make sure they're on track uh, according to God's will for their life, for the church, for the community. And uh, some people would oppose that, of course, right? <laughs> you can always have those who oppose or who come up against you. Uh, expect it, but know that you have the authority to say something about it, to do something about it as the Lord leads you. Point number one, over the last seven years, I've had the privilege of doing many mediations with people many youth in schools, couples in dispute, families in disagreement, uh, large groups threatening to kill one another, etc. One of the main things that stood out to me during these mediations was 
the moment people realized the authority and power they had to work through their differences in a nonviolent, peaceful manner. At least 99% of the mediations that I've done and have co-mediated with um, were resolved because the people were able to use their authority of self-control to calm themselves down, to truly hear and understand what was going on with the other person. I simply used my God-given gift and authority to guide the process. I don't tell them what to do or what to say or how they should resolve it. I am just, they're almost like, I honestly see myself as being uh, somewhat invisible after they're able to begin discussing and talking because that is the goal, to get people to that point. In the beginning, there most times we're high in our emotions, uh, we're going off on one another, sometimes yelling, cussing, uh, saying things. And then after all that's released, uh, most times people are able to be calmer and truly listen and hear and then speak. And then after that, then if it's just me or me and a colleague, we can just kind of step back and we're still there with them but allow them to talk and work through their situation. And it's an amazing process to see, and it actually works. But the style we use is more uh, falls under the umbrella of restorative practices and facilitative type mediation. So there are different types of mediations. Ours is the type I do is medi is facilitative. There was no... Uh, you know, when we have this authority to do these mediations, we don't have to call in the police or outside authorities uh, to help uh, the process. And that's that's the key. We have uh, the authority to self-regulate if we choose to do that. Remember, he said we have um, the power uh, over divine. We have the divine power to demolish strongholds, uh, arguments. Uh, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So that's some kind of power, right? <laughs> we may be thinking left and it, the Lord is saying, I want you to think right, righteously. And so he can take, we can take that ourselves and turn that into obedience to Christ. Point number two. You'll be amazed at the results of the authority you've been empowered with through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's time to activate it and boldly use it to glorify God and to work out our differences externally and internally, understanding that God is our commander in chief. Even our thoughts must be submitted to his control as we live for him. You capture your fantasies and desires uh, when you honestly admit them to the Lord and ask him to redirect your thinking. Ask the Lord for the spirit of discernment to keep your thoughts focused on his truth. You have been given authority by God to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 
Now, what are you waiting on? What is it that's happening? And sometimes, I'll tell you, sometimes it's because of our disobedience that certain things keep happening over and over again. And, and, and it's negative. And it's because God has said, do this and you'll be able to move forward. But when we don't do that, and we're continuing to stay stuck in this stronghold of the enemy. And the enemy could be very well be ourselves. I'm not going to even give Satan all the credit. <laughs> because many times it's because of our own refusal uh, to do something. Because we're judging things externally based upon what we see. You know, or how we feel about it. I feel this way, so I'm going to do this, even if it goes against the regulations that have been given to me. So when that happens, we're going to suffer the consequences. And God is saying, it's time to yield your will unto his will and watch him show out. I'll never forget being at a school. This was at Northeast High School. Uh, probably a good three or four years ago. And uh, we were called in to do a mediation for about, oh, it must have been about 10 people involved, maybe um, nine or 10 and uh, four girls and then their parents. So it might have been eight. And so uh, these girls all used to be friends and or at least three of them until one other one came up on the scene and it changed everything. <laughs> we know that can happen, right, with any of us. And the girls became, uh, a couple of them uh, lashing out each other. Uh, it even gotten so bad that one of the girls went to one, the other girl's house to, to her house to threaten to fight her. And the mother came out on the porch and said, if you don't get off my porch or get off my property, I have the right to shoot you. It got that bad. And so they decided, and the principal, who uh, worked very hard to make this happen, they called everyone, got permission. They all agreed to this mediation. Uh, my husband and I conducted the mediation, and um, they had security since there was threats of gun violence. And the but one of the things we told them was they would be on the outskirts quietly while we conducted the mediation. So they had, they could not say anything. And it was mainly between those, the parties involved, mainly the girls. However, the parents were also involved in the situation because they were making threats or being threatened as well. So that mediation took uh, at least three to four hours. And by the at the beginning, it was high anxiety, high emotions. And after a good 45 minutes of that, then we were able to get to the root of the problem. And uh, the root of the problem was the one girl felt uh, unaccepted because they used to all be friends and spend the night with each other. And now all of a sudden, she's no longer accepted once a new friend came into the circle. And this is real stuff. This happens all the time. And it's very painful. And especially especially to young people. 
I, I would imagine it hurts older people too. I wouldn't, I don't feel comfortable not being accepted. <laughs> it does, it's not a good feeling. But in their case, they didn't know how to talk it out. And so we helped with that process. And by the end of it, they were hugging one another. Uh, parents exchanged phone numbers. There was laughter. Mr. Bolden, that's who it was, the principal. And I'll never forget this. It, it just blessed my heart. Mr. Bolden, at the end, he was so pleased and so um, in awe of what took place. He came over and he said to the people involved, you all have done an excellent job. He said, I know that, you know, prayer is not acceptable when you're in the school, but I'm going to have to give God glory. Let's pray. I know my boss is here right now. And I remember that was the first day I met Miss Elizabeth Austin. It was her first session uh, since she had entered uh, Kansas City with the school board. And she has since moved. And and uh, anyway, we've been friends ever since. Uh, but she uh, was there and others and everyone came and held hands in that circle, the parents, and he prayed. And it was very, very powerful. He took authority as well. Uh, he took authority from the very beginning by uh, asking for this mediation to be done. And then the Lord took control because you see, uh, just because we're doing a mediation based upon these certain principles, which we were, uh, but the number one principle is through God's guidance, through the Holy Spirit. That's the additional gift <laughs> that was in operation in that mediation. You don't have just two uh, secular people doing this mediation. There were two people of God doing, two believers doing that mediation, conducting that mediation. So that meant God was in control. Even if we didn't say God's name, we didn't pray, we didn't have to do any of those things, but God was working through us, his power, and that set the tone. See, that is one of the things that could easily be overlooked. It wasn't because of me or my husband, but because God was in control, because we allowed his presence to take authority. And it was amazing. And everyone hugged. But here's the biggest thing. After it was all over, a year later, uh, I was at a, a meeting with different principals and uh, it was a presentation and sharing. And the vice principal of Northeast High School, uh, who also is, a, you know, we just adore him as well. He he got up and he said, uh, you all need to use this organization to do mediations. At that time, I was working for the Center for Conflict Resolution. He said, and Jackie, uh, he called out my name in front of everyone. I'm like, look at God, what is happening here? <laughs> Did a mediation at our school, he said. And after they completed that mediation, the families worked out their differences, he said. But the best thing of all, the girls that were involved started doing mediations and working, helping their peers work through their differences. He said they just came up with this and began doing it based upon what they learned by observing us work out their situation when it came to working out their situation. Look at God, right? And for him to share that, I had no idea. 
But you see how God's authority, it carries over. It doesn't end with us. Oh, glory to God. It carries over to others if they accept it and latch on to it. And they too can begin to work in that authority that God has given us. And that's when you're a believer. Uh, But I believe that these young people, they may have been believers. I don't know. But they were able to use those skill sets uh, to help others. But I want to know if you want that true. And you may already know the Lord and say, I don't have that power of the Holy Spirit working in my life. This is your day too. If you don't know Jesus, though, as your Savior, that would be the first step. So I'm going to pray, talk about that first, and then I'm going to pray for you, uh, those of you that that are like, I need the power of the Holy Spirit operating in my life. We're going to pray about that. All right. Now, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. That opens the door to eternity with Jesus Christ. You will be in heaven with the Lord, all of us that know the Lord. Now, those of you that are seeking the power of the Holy Spirit, you're already saved now and you need that power. We all do. Father, we thank you for pouring out your Holy Spirit all over your people that are in desire of the power and the authority to function according to your will. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we speak this into their lives in the name of Jesus and that they will too have the evidence of speaking in tongues and all kinds of languages as evidence of the fulfilling of the power of the Holy Spirit. I speak it done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And please subscribe to the website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community with our youth and become a partner. We're teaching them all kind of life skills and workforce skills and entrepreneurship development, peer mediation. Yep. (laughs) Human and sex trafficking awareness. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, So please partner with us, become a donor, uh, continue to keep us in your prayers. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.